Welcome to OAC Vancouver's podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We believe that Jesus is needed and relevant for people in Vancouver today. The message of God's love and promise of wholeness was destined to be experienced within a faith community that worships, studies scripture, and prays together. We warmly welcome you to journey with us towards greater connection, purpose, and peace. We'll be sharing our recorded services and conversations with health and wellness experts. Enjoy. Felice Sabado, Bon Sabbat, Shun Samstag, and Shabbat Shalom. You know, sometimes I, I hear from younger generations that they push back on that more traditional greeting, that they find it kind of awkward or weird to invite their friends where they're going to receive such a strange welcome. Well, I would like to um, curb maybe some of that discomfort with a bit of education. I think because once understood, the Sabbath greeting will be music to your ears, if not also your heart and your soul. And Jesus' own teaching instructed, reminded us that the Sabbath was created for our benefit, for our blessing. And so especially during these trying and challenging times, I think Sabbathing well or having a a regular and deep Sabbath practice can only boost our immune systems and ground us and help us become more resilient to the difficulties now and ahead. You know, the weekly Sabbath reaffirms our identity that we were handcrafted by a life-giving creator. And this belief or this part of our worldview is actually shared by a lot of other faith groups. Certainly all the other Abrahamic religions like Judaism and Islam, but also uh, it's shared with the Sikhs and even Jainism. It's shared by most indigenous people groups. So I hope to convince you today that the Sabbath is a wonderful way to celebrate not only a creation, but also our liberation and our salvation in Jesus. Today's message, you know, might leave you with some questions or some comments, and we'd love for you to share those as we go along in the chat, or if you prefer, you can private message me or the OAC channel. Um, Part of what I'm sharing with you is uh, shared much more deeply, hours and hours of content in our Arise course by Ty Gibson and David Ashrick. I encourage you, it's not too late to still join and sign up for the Arise course. Just go to our website, oacvancouver.ca, hit that backslash and type in the word Arise. We'd love to still help you get enrolled. And if this kind of theology is something you want to explore more deeply or the whole meta narrative of scripture and the Bible, uh, that course is really going to help you develop your biblical literacy, but also a deeper understanding of the author of this book, which is our creator, God. You know, our understanding, as I said in last month's message about pre-creation, our understanding of God is vital to our worldview and our own identity. And it's in the very first page of this book of scripture that we're introduced to God and his nature or his 
aspect of his being, which is both plural and a creator. So for all of you creatives out there, all of you artists, I want you to remember that you are made in the image of God and you have a special way of reflecting and being an image bearer to your creator. When you make things, when you um, take something and transform it into something else, or when you communicate uh, and help the rest of us put our thoughts and emotions and perspectives into form, whether that is spoken word or whether it's mixed media. We have a creative, artistic, imaginative God. You know, one of the things I missed this summer, and I'm sure some of you missed, was an event that takes place at English Bay called the Symphony of Fire. This usually draws crowds from all over. It usually, uh, some of us will take a break from our camp meeting gatherings and we will head into uh, the downtown core and watch these incredible firework displays by professionals from all over the world. Well, uh, can evolution really explain our bent for this dangerous pyrotechnics? No, I don't think it really can. Why would we put ourselves in harm's danger playing with fire and chemistry? But what does inform our appreciation and our love for that is a God who is also passionate about pyrotechnics. I'm gonna share some slides of just galaxies and nebulas that are in outer space, and they certainly rival any explosions of color, any dramatic pyrotechnics that we ourselves can create. It is uh, when we take this telescopic view of galaxies that we see God has a bent for fireworks uh, himself, and he certainly outshines our best efforts. You know, a study of uh, our creation, the creation around us, of nature, uh, and even of, of this origin story, really allows us to gain a glimpse into the heart and mind of God. And let me tell you, it is a beautiful mind and it is a generous heart that we come to know. A stoic God wouldn't create a chipmunk, certainly wouldn't create uh, the ducks and the diversity of, of birds that we see around me today. This is a God who is clearly playful and abundant and imaginative. You know, a Canadian uh, communications expert, Marshall McLuhan said, the medium is the message. So as we study creation, as we study the Sabbath, I want you to remember that the, com the Sabbath itself is a communication device. In fact, the Sabbath is a vast and deep treasure chest of meaning. And too often we just reduce it into a debate about whether it's the right or the wrong day to worship God. Instead, I want you to see and appreciate that it is intended to keep alive a memory, keep alive a truth about God in terms of who we are and the desired or ideal relationship he longs to cultivate with us. To engage in Sabbath keeping or, or Sabbath practice or Sabbath rest is to really engage with your faith. It's to live in trust and to remember that we are in a position of dependence upon God as the great provider and gift giver. 
You know, think of the Sabbath as um, a birthday, an anniversary celebration. But this relationship we celebrate is built on freedom and liberation. It's built on uh, a promise of love. And we only stop celebrating birthdays and anniversaries um, when the individual is gone or when the relationship has ended. And uh, we have the choice to celebrate uh, the Sabbath or not. But in doing so, this memorial, this practice, this symbolizes the past, the history of our origins, present day, and also the future expectation. It's very much like the symbols we shared in a previous week around communion. There is meaning, there is memory, there is a prompt, past, present, and future in this significant symbol. You know, I want to take you to uh, Genesis chapter one, where we read about the creation week. And I'm not going to read the entire passage here for you now, but I want you to really study and focus on the words and the order of creation as I summarize it for you now. As I said, God is an artist. And what we find in Genesis chapter one is that he is preparing three unique canvases. Day one, he separates light from darkness. Day two, he prepares a different canvas, this time separating the sky, the atmosphere from the depths of the seas below. Day three, we see a new canvas emerge as he um, brings out of the waters, out of the deep landmass, and he populates that with the tree and the shrubbery and the grasses and the flowers of the fields. Now, day four, something interesting happens. We cycle back and we start to see a parallel form. In uh, this poetic structure is also known as a chiastic structure. And we kind of see it with these parallels that come to a unique point, a center point. So day four, we go back and we see that God is now filling the canvas of light and darkness with objects, the sun to rule the day and the moon to rule by night. We find that on day five, he revisits the canvas of sea and sky. And this is where he fills it with the life of dolphins and whales and the fish of the sea and the birds of the air fill the sky. And then day six, finally, he draws his attention to the canvas of the land. And on it, um, he speaks into existence. The animals, all the ground-dwelling creatures uh, find their form as he speaks them into existence. And then the crown of his creation, humanity, man and woman, Adam and Eve, um, are formed, handcrafted by God and his own breath breathes into them their soul, their psyche, their self-awareness. And it is at the uh, end point, the meeting point of these uh, three unique canvases and the life that fills them that we find a special creation of time, a temple of time that God calls the Sabbath. And he marks this created day as a special time and place just to connect with each other, to take in everything he has made and to celebrate. I want you to imagine, um, put yourself in the shoes of either Adam or Eve as you come into self-awareness, as you start to sense the, the cool, moist ground beneath your body. 
And as you um, take in the scents of the flowers, in my Arise group, we asked each other the question, what is the first thing you, you can dream of smelling? And uh, someone uh, cleverly said, the breath of God. And I asked, what does it smell like to you? And they responded, sesame seeds. And I was like, they have to be toasted sesame seeds, of course. Um, these are kind of the, the great discussions that I encourage you to have in your small groups or in your Arise uh, study groups. But I want you to, to practice that. Imagine, imagine that you're taking in for the first time this beautiful paradise of this garden that you find yourself in but also that you're coming face to face with this glorious being telling you a fantastic story about how it all came to be. In that moment, you have a choice as you're processing all these inputs. You have a very important choice. Are you going to entrust? Are you going to believe this incredible, remarkable story, this being you just met? Or are you going to question? Are you going to have some doubts about it? Because this matters. This matters to how you start to frame your own sense of self. And this is the very same conundrum all of humanity finds itself in. We have a choice as to whether we trust this story, we trust uh, the author of the story, or whether we're going to cultivate the doubts and the questions. It's totally okay to ask those questions. And I want uh, OAC to be a safe place where you can, can voice that. Uh, but know that this is the experience or perhaps the internal controversy that we share with Adam and Eve. We are witness to glorious miracles all around us in this fantastic story of who we are and what God has done. But we all will struggle with exercising the faith and trust in that story? Are we gonna recognize that God is the source of life and we are the product? Are we gonna recognize that there is a God and we are not it? The scripture and Bible talks a lot about faith and trust being part of our rest, our security, our surrender in our faith journey. Paul writes to the Hebrews in chapter 11, verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. He continues in verse 3, by faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that things which are seen were made of things were not made of things which are visible. The things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We have to believe and trust in this invisible power. Adam and Eve did not witness the creation story. They did not witness God forming the world, but they put faith in it. They saw that God's love drew out from them a, a trust and and invited their hearts to place their trust in him. So where does Sabbath fit into this story? What role does faith play in this important relationship dynamic between us and God? Well, I want you to start thinking about faith as being synonymous with not just trust, but with rest, having a peace in your soul when you put your faith or trust in God. It's faith and trust 
upon which our entire salvation hinges. So this again is why I say the Sabbath is not only a memorial to creation, but it is a memorial of our liberation. Let's compare um, the two accounts of the Ten Commandments that are given to us in Scripture. These are the words that God himself etched in stone with his finger. And in Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5, we see that this command to remember the seventh day is framed in two very different um, scenarios. We see that in one case, the emphasis is on creation for I am the God that created and made you remember the Sabbath, uh, the pinnacle of creation. And we see in the other account that God is saying, remember with a mighty hand and outstretched arm, I liberated you from slavery in Egypt. Um, so same day, same significance, same handwritten stone, commands, but in it are two different framings, but yet they're parallel and interconnected. In the liberation of from slavery, we see that even in the Sabbath command, there is a gospel story embedded because Israel was slave, saved by the blood of the lamb that covered their doorposts. As God makes reference to that with the Sabbath being a mark of liberation, there is also a foretelling, as I said, Sabbath past, present, and future, that in the future, they would again, the Sabbath would mark a salvation by the blood of the Lamb. We are all still today enslaved by sin and the guilt, shame that come with it. We are in bondage, in a sense, to our self-centered will. But the call to Sabbath, the call to Sabbath keeping, invites us in to experience this continuum of rest. Not only a rest from our weekly labors, but a rest from our struggles to be better, to know that we um, are saved, to know who we are. I want to share with you a couple passages where um, we see salvation articulated in creation language. 2 Corinthians 4, 6 reads, For God said, let light shine out of the darkness. This same God made his light shine in our hearts to give us light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ Jesus. It harkens back to that very first words recorded from God saying, let there be light. Ephesians 2, 8 to 10 says, by grace, you have been saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is a gift of God not of works lest anyone would boast, but we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good. And Psalm 51 verse 10 to 12 gives us a beautiful example of a prayer that really brings creation and salvation together. This was penned by David who said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. John's gospel uh, brings this home as he explains and, and focuses on uh, the words of Jesus as he completes the work of salvation. John 17, 4, uh, Jesus is saying, I have finished the work which you have given me to do. This echoes Genesis 2, 2, where we read God finished his work before resting on the seventh day. And it's, 
it's true in John 19, we know that Jesus' last words are, it is finished. Luke's gospel reinforces that Jesus finished the work of salvation on a Friday and he rested over the Sabbath in the tomb before resurrecting and proving victory over death on Sunday. The Sabbath can be a reminder that our salvation is 100% the gift of God, just like we had no choice in who we were born to, who our parents were, what day we came to life. All of that was out of our hands and was directed by our Creator God who knit us together in our mother's wombs. The same with salvation. This is 100% the work of Jesus, our Creator God. As such, the Sabbath both guards us from uh, legalism and self-dependence, and it gives a lodging, it gives a dwelling place for our hope and trust in Jesus. In fact, the Jewish greeting Shabbat Shalom means to dwell in peace, to, to have and find one's rest as they dwell in this uh, sanctity and this sanctuary of time. We are saved by God's both creative powers and his recreative powers. Our part is only to lean in to the role of rest and trust that he is mighty to save. Remember the Gospel of John points to Jesus who through him all things were made. Colossians reminds us again that Jesus was there from the formation of the world. You know this uh, creation Sabbath day. If you are new to this concept of, of Sabbathing, of a Sabbath practice, I invite you to um, study deeper and to lean in to the blessing that is created on this day. And for those of you who have been Sabbath keeping for a while, uh, and this has been your tradition and your practice, I invite you to reinvigorate your commitment to this time, to really use this day as a, a declaration and a demonstration of the trust you have in God, to really have it breathe new life uh, into your faith journey. Whether that is um, taking a closer look at scripture, maybe doing a, a Bible study through our favorite YouVersion app on the wonders of creation or the nature of our creator God. Maybe it's, it's signing up for the Arise course and really taking your time to process this chapter on creation. Maybe it's simply to watch a nature documentary and, and take a step back and marvel in awe at the mysteries and the intricacies of what God has fashioned. Or maybe it's just to simply spend some prayerful time in nature, surrounded by uh, God's fingerprints and his messages to you. OAC of Vancouver.ca on our prayer ministry page will share the link. We've posted some guides to help you spend some meditative prayer time uh, enjoying and, and hearing what God speaks to you through what he has created. Wherever you're at today, I want you to be blessed by this very special gift of the Sabbath and to really internalize how it changes our value, our identity, our purpose when we see ourselves as creatures made by an immensely loving, generous, beautiful and incredible God. Let's pray and thank him right now. 
Heavenly Father, I just thank you again for this marker in time, this uh, sanctuary where we find rest for our souls. Thank you for the invitation to come to you, all who are weary and heavy laden and burdened, um, where we can find rest and peace and dwell in a restoration of relationship with you and each other today. Uh, change our hearts, O oh God, create in us uh, new hearts and restore to us the joy of your salvation and liberation found on this day. We ask in your holy name, amen. Thank you for listening to OAC Vancouver's podcast. Learn more at oacvancouver.ca. If you're in Vancouver, join us for worship Saturdays at 11 a.m. at 5350 Bailey Street. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe. God bless you and have a wonderful day.